When I was an associate pastor at the Basilica for the first four years of my priesthood, I never got to celebrate any of the Triduum as a priest because the Archbishop got that privilege in his church. So I would emcee for him and kind of coordinate the liturgies. But one of the things that I really was looking forward to once I got the chance was the washing of the feet on Holy Thursday. And I got impatient during my time at the cathedral. And so with the school that I look after, Grandin School, we had a faith day one time, and so a bunch of people doing different stations. And so I had one station, and the station that I organized for the kids of this elementary school was this gospel passage. And what I wanted to do for them was when everyone came to the class, one class at a time, I would wash their feet, or I would ask to wash their feet. Now, I, I expected the teachers and the adults who were in the class to pretend like they weren't really partaking, they were supervisors, so you shouldn't wash my feet, it's not for me, Father. But some did. But what I was really taken aback was the few kids, generally grade five or six, because I never forced it on them, that refused, that didn't want me to do this already. And I, I understand it more in adults, but that that was already present in 10, 11, 12-year-old boys and girls, which is what Peter starts off with, that in this offer of Jesus to wash his feet, his first reaction is, you can't do that. And we can't really blame Peter, because this man that he admires and respects and loves is about to do the job of a servant. And so, really, every one of the apostles around the table should have reacted like Peter. This was unconscionable for Jesus to do this. At first, he asks too little. You can't do this, Lord. Then he asks too much. Wash all of me. And Jesus just goes, you don't understand. I'm giving you an example. What's his example? Why is Jesus doing this? Well, one of the things that we have to remember and keep in mind that this in John's Gospel takes the place of the Eucharistic institution. So in all the other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we hear, take this all of you and eat it. Take and drink the cup of my blood. The Gospel of John doesn't recount that. But he's the only Gospel that recounts the washing of the feet. This example of service and of love, and of priesthood, a giving of himself to his apostles. He tells Peter, you do not understand what I have done to you. And I think it's one little preposition, but I think it makes a big difference. What I've done to you, not what I've done for you, what I've done to you. It's this example of love that Jesus gives that he then asks the apostles to go and live out. There's a quote about love, again from Ratzinger. I seem to be on a Joseph Ratzinger kick for my homilies these days. He says, the capacity to love, that is the capacity to wait in patience for what is not under one's control and to let oneself receive this as a gift. I'm gonna say that again. The capacity to love, that is the capacity to wait in patience 
for what is not under one's control and to let oneself receive this as a gift. Capacity in that sentence is an interesting word because if you look up capacity, the two primary definitions for capacity is the maximum that something can contain or the maximum that something can produce. And I think when we look at the example of love, usually what we're trying to do in our capacity for love is the maximum that we can produce in our life. And we completely forget the maximum that we are able to contain what I have done to you. I couldn't help but smile when I read the first reading of the recounting of the Passover, the first Passover of our Lord in Egypt. It sounded like our self-isolation, where God told them to go into their homes and shut the door and gave them the rules of what they were allowed to do and not to do and to wait. But what was important about this is they went into their homes and they had to wait for what was not in their control for God to take care of what needed to be take, taken care of for the sake of their freedom from slavery. They had to put their trust that God was going to do what needed to be done to save them. And they needed to receive this as a gift. They needed to let it be done to them. One thing that I often hear people say, particularly about my age, when talking about aging and kind of how the body falls apart and we kind of lose control of being able to do what we want to do, I hear a lot of people say, well, I just hope that I die before somebody has to change my diaper. Why? Why is that the marker of a good life? It's because we don't like people doing things to us. We want to be in control. That's what Peter gets caught up in. Lord, you can't do this. Lord, wash all of me. And Jesus is saying, you don't get it. Let me do this to you. Jesus' example is revealing God's power in love. But think about that for a second, what that really means. If God's power is revealed in love. Think about your boss's power being revealed to you, not by their ability to make decisions and to control and say yes or no, but their power revealed in love. How does that change everything about our understanding of God? His majesty, His glory, His power is revealed through this example of love in Jesus washing the apostles' feet. Pope Francis today in his homily for Holy Thursday, he asks us the question, will you let Jesus be your servant? That's the question. Will we let him be our servant? Because this is the example that he gives to the apostles. Because when something do somebody does something for us, I think we still have some control. When they do something for us, we can 
accept it, reject it. We can tell them kind of how we want them to do it for us. But when somebody does something to us, we're letting go of control. We're letting ourselves completely receive what they're offering as a gift. And on Holy Thursday, we always remember, rejoice, and celebrate two gifts, two major gifts in the church. The Eucharist and the priesthood, instituted by Christ on this night so many years ago. This gift of the Eucharist, Christ's body and blood given for us. He offers himself to us as a gift in a way that we can be in control. He lets go completely of determining how we are prepared to receive him and places himself in our hand or on our tongue. A gift freely offered. And the priesthood. The priesthood is all about this service, in service to the people of God. And it's when God's priests forget that it's not about the maximum that they can produce, but it's about the maximum that they are willing and able to contain of God's love for them and bringing that to the people of God, that they lose their way. Because we cannot save. Jesus saves. We receive that as a gift. So, for tonight, let us reflect on our capacity to love. That is, the capac our capacity to wait in patience for what is not under our control and to let ourselves receive it as a gift. <laughs>